0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the comic book brawlcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerddom. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our League of Evil Exes consists of Sinestro and Bullseye. Brawlers, tonight we take a look at the filmography of one of the biggest names in the history of Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio. We are going to take a walk through his complete body of work, talking about our top three favorites of his, any misses we think he may have had, then we're going to pick a movie we would like to see him star in. So grab that popcorn and settle into your seats. Episode 30 starts now. I'm the king of the world! My fellow villains, welcome back. And welcome. Out here to Shutter Island. I know it's a little cold out here on Boston Harbor, but we will make do. Gentlemen, how are you feeling
1: tonight? I'm excited. I can't wait to discuss Leonardo's great work, like, you know, The Last Supper, The Vitruvian Man. This is going to be a good show.
2: Yeah, I, I really don't want to be out here on Shutter Island, dude. Am I crazy? Have I been crazy this whole time?
0: I mean, a little bit. He, he oh. eye, you know, a little, He's a little bit crazy.
2: A little bit of
1: column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah,
0: you know. And guys, remember the rule has to be under 26 seconds for everything we say. You know what? You know, Leo doesn't like going over that number.
1: Oh, zing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But first, brawlers, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. In movie news, Deadpool 3 has wrapped filming. The most anticipated and only MCU movie out this year it has announced the end of filming. We will hopefully be getting a trailer before long. The first images for What If Season 3 have dropped. They feature Anthony Mackie's Captain America, plus more photos of the Red Guardian Winter Soldier road trip episode. You can check those out now on Comic Book Brawl. Wilson Bethel is back, has Bullseye in the MCU. Reports state he will be returning for Daredevil Born Again. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Top Gun Maverick star Louis Pullman is Marvel's top choice to replace Steven Yeun in the Thunderbolts. Yeun was long rumored to play the Century. A brand new trailer for the live action Avatar The Last Airbender has dropped. You can check that out now on the comic book broadcast page and the comic book brawl page. James Gunn has confirmed J.J. Abrams' Superman movie is still happening. Abrams' movie will feature a black Superman, presumably a different one from the Michael B. Jordan of Al Zod project. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for a Calvin Ellis-led movie. The search for Supergirl is now down to two actresses, Milia Alcock and Meg Donnelly. Meg is my personal favorite choice, so good luck to her. And Invincible returns to Amazon for the rest of Season 2 on March 14th, 2024. That about wraps it up for the news this week. Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more updates. Okay, Brawlers, it is time for this week's Brawl of the Week. And this week's Brawl has a matchup of two heavyweights from their respective universes. And in one corner, we have Wonder Woman. And in the other corner, we have the Silver Savage. Now, Brawlers, <laughs> this fight takes place on the Battle Arena on Sakkar. Wonder Woman has access to her sword, shield, bracelets, and tiara. And Surfer has the standard gear from Planet Hulk. Both are wearing the obedience discs, and all other standard page stipulations apply. Guys, this is going to be a heavyweight brawl. Sinestro, where do you see this falling?
1: Honestly, I went back and forth the more I thought about this fight, because Wonder Woman absolutely has the skill advantage. And if we're talking combat speed, not travel speed, because that definitely goes to the surfer, combat speed would also be in Wonder Woman's favor. She's been seen tagging speedsters, and she constantly fights Cheetah. She's more than accustomed to fighting at speeds Surfer is not typically used to. The characters Surfer typically fights aren't really known for their super speed. Despite his cosmic awareness and being able to predict certain things and feel it out, I think she'd be able to tag him a lot more. But despite what I initially thought, I think the Surfer, once he gets a few good hits in, it's really going to take its toll on her. Because this is an unpopular opinion. I think Surfer is stronger than your Kryptonian, so whatever punches she takes from Superman, I think is going to hurt more when Surfer hits her. And I kind of see her sword shattering against the Surfer's arm, kind of like it happened against Superman and in the Injustice storyline. So I think she's going to get disarmed pretty early on, and despite being the superior combatant, his, his strength and durability will be just too much for her to handle. So I'm giving it to the Savage.
2: Honestly, I I gotta be honest. I thought that was a, I didn't always call the Silver Savage. I thought that was a typo on the thing. I should have asked.
1: Um, <laughs> you you should have.
2: I'm trying to remember Planet Hulk now because then that kind of throws my whole thing. in the did was he hindered? Like he couldn't use power cosmic or something? Was that the whole thing?
1: He was wearing an obedience disc, so his power was a little cut off, and he was had his uh, surfboard as a shield, and he was carrying this big mace.
2: Hmm.
1: So it would yeah. be like a full gladiatorial fight between him and Wonder Woman. No flying away, no energy blasts. It's literally just hand-to-hand combat.
2: okay. Then that. that. Um, so man, that actually sucks then, because I, I was originally gonna use pyrocosmic stuff on here, but I did not like I said, I thought it was a typo. Um That <laughs> that being said, I don't know, Wonder Woman Wait, can her bracelets come off? Like if the fight gets too crazy or no? I
1: don't think the uh Power boost from the bracelets coming off has been a thing since the new 52. I don't remember seeing it in rebirth since it's been a lot of years at this point. I don't know if it even counts anymore.
2: Oh, Okay. Then no. Yeah. Then I will probably, yeah. I'd probably have to go with silver surfer and only because of durability because I mean, even without the power cosmic, he's take, he's tanked so much hits from Dr. Doom from uh, lunatic from a bunch of people. Like, I, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be on the same side with you, Sinestro. I'd probably. I don't know. Yeah, if she. And especially if she, can't, if she can't go any type of, like, warrior madness in a way, like her braces popping off or anything like that, and the obedience collars. Yeah, I'd probably go with Silver Surfer as well. Uh, to be honest, though, I was a little, I was, I was a little unprepared for this one because I, co- I totally thought it was something different. But yeah, I'd probably go with Silver uh, Surfer as well, though.
0: Jeez, you know, I'm starting to question your Marvel knowledge here, Bullseye. Yeah, you, you didn't know the Silver <laughs> Savage. You weren't aware that Loki was the one who brought the Avengers together. All right, what, what's going on here?
2: Those are all very old stories, man. I guess Planet Hulk isn't really that story. that old, but come on, little Avengers. What was that? Avengers came together what, like nineteen eighty-four or something like that? Nineteen sixty-one,
1: I four, believe. Oh nineteen, sixty-one, I believe, give or take a couple of years.
0: Are you fifteen with that kind? What? Of, what
2: is that? I didn't. I didn't know that they, came. they were called the Avengers until later. I didn't know they were called the Avengers until later. I thought. I thought maybe they. A few of them had piled up because I know the Defenders were back then. Uh, so I thought. I don't know what I thought, man. My brain's all <laughs> over. I'm being shamed here.
0: You are being shamed.
1: Yeah, you are very much so.
0: Yep. That was the whole point of this episode. So we're out of here for tonight, everyone. Thank you and good night. No. Um... <laughs> so. So the last time I remember seeing Wonder Woman, she was defeating the Batman who laughs and had kind of ascended in her power level. If she isn't back to her base power and is still somewhat above where she was, I think she's putting the surfer down, obedience, disc or not. She'll have that power boost to go along with the skill and the speed. And he, I don't think... Uh, I don't think he'd be able to stand up to her then. Without it, he's probably winning this fight. But, if I'm remembering correctly, Surfer wasn't thrilled being a gladiator. He wasn't as into the fight as, say, Hulk and the other Warbound were. So, that could give Diana an edge too, because she's going to be into this fight. She's into fights to win them. She's ferocious fierce and that that could give her a little bit of an advantage but at base i think uh i think surfer wins this fight too but if she's still on that next power level she's definitely taking this fight
1: i think we can be trusted on the idea that wonder woman is not the way she was when she faced off against the batman who laughs no because they after. were multi <laughs> i was guessing because they were. They were multiversal at that point, yes, throwing no, planets God, no. at each other. Yeah, no, no.
0: After, when the um, quintessence was trying to recruit her.
1: Yeah, I think she's been uh, diminished back to more standard levels.
0: <sighs> I'm so far behind. in. I, I mean, I know the Titans, I'm pretty sure. The last thing I saw, they were the Justice League now. And the Justice League was disbanded or gone or something like that. Oh.
1: Well, they're not the they're not the Justice League now. They're just the yeah. The, the Titans yeah. are the premier team.
0: Exactly. So I I'm so far behind. I really need to catch up.
1: The reason why I'm giving this more to the Silver Savage, it's not even just that Wonder Woman is the, like the better fighter. Savage still has his own skill. When he fought Hulk and the Warbound, like he wasn't just kicking their ass because he was stronger than them. It's true. He. He was demonstrating legit talent. Like at one point after swinging the mace around and knocking a few guys out at once, I remember Korg was running up behind him and you see Surfer do this. I'll never forget this. It's like so little and tiny, but the Surfer does this little like let go of the shield so he can catch it with the tip of like the grip of his hand and then slaps Korg across the face with it. And I remember the rest of the team going like, we got to come up with a plan because if we make another pass like that, he's going to beat us all. And this was Hulk on the planet, like decked out in his war gear and stuff like that. The only reason they won in the end was because Hulk disabled the obedience disc which then Surfer stopped fighting dropped his guard looked up to like Thank or whatever saying what happened and Hulk just lets loose and smashes them into the crowd other than that Surfer was going to beat Hulk Korg, Hiroim, Meek and I think that was all of them I don't think I'm... A, oh, and there was a uh, one Brood character. I forget the name of them. I think they just called themselves Brood.
0: Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think it
1: was Brood. It, I, I don't know if you guys could tell or not. I read that story a lot of times. It's one of my favorite uh, Marvel stories.
0: It is a fantastic story.
1: <laughs> good times.
0: No, but uh, there you have it, Brawlers. I think that's a good... Uh, as long as... Like I said, as long as Wonder Woman is... Back at our base, Uh, that's a a 3-0 vote in favor of the Silver Savage. Brawlers, remember, you can head on over to Comic Book Brawl, find the Brawl of the Week post, and let us know, did we get this one right or wrong? Uh, I'm pretty sure we got this one right, though. Okay, Brawlers, tonight we are taking a look at the filmography of Leonardo DiCaprio. We're going to go through our favorites, the not-so-favorites, of course, and we're casting Leo... In a movie of our choice guys now when I think of Leo no one movie really stands out to me as the Leo role because I think he's been so great in so many things it's it's just really been a bunch of different roles that I love him in to be honest with you um, so let's get started there and talking about our favorites um, Sinestro what are your top three Leo movies
1: I'm not gonna lie, this was a tough uh, tough thing to narrow down. I already had a top ten list of my favorite DiCaprio movies, but I had never put them in order, despite how much uh, Bullseye always tells me to put my list in fucking order, because it's too easy to make lists without being in order, so... I do clearly do that. that would have helped, Clearly that would have helped me for this one. So putting them in order and then picking the top three was not easy, but... I'm not going to shock anyone with my first two or my three. It's the third one I'll probably surprise someone. But my number one is probably The Departed. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a surprise any. I don't think that's a surprise Great. to anybody. That's one of his best. Bar none. Uh, I, I, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't really like The Departed. It's one of my. It's my favorite DiCaprio movie. It might be my second favorite Mark Wahlberg movie. It <laughs> might be my favorite Alec Baldwin movie. Uh, Matt Damon, probably my fourth or fifth favorite. I, I like a lot of his movies. But yeah, like the, the part is just all around a fantastic movie. After that, again, I'm not going to surprise anybody. There's no hot take here. The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Interesting, Interesting record for that movie. I believe it has the word fuck in it more times than any other movie ever made. Fucking right, it does. I think... <laughs> I think it holds that record. I know what you're thinking. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that movie is funny. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, it introduced at least into my world. The, the greatness that is Margot Robbie. Can't go wrong there. Uh, yeah. Um. And everyone can just, nobody can watch that scene with the, uh, with the drugs and him trying to get with the whole, of the car and the stairs. Nobody can watch that scene without laughing their ass off. I don't care who you are. The
0: Quaalude scene is one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in cinematic history. It is of all
1: time, of all time. Seriously, like I can't think of a single person who wouldn't appreciate that. Side note: That was also the first movie that me and my now wife ever actually saw in theaters together.
2: Aww, I know, together.
1: good times. Just bringing, bring you all into my life right here. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my third, yeah, that was just a touch of my real life in that story. So enjoy, everybody. My number three. Now this isn't technically a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, but he is one of the main stars enough to the point where he's on the cover of the poster with the three other main stars. Those stars being Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe, and Gene Hackman. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm going with The Quick and the Dead.
0: <laughs> quick and the Dead was awesome, dude. <laughs>
1: Now, the reason why that's third and not higher, because I probably like that movie more than any others. I couldn't in good conscience say it's my favorite DiCaprio movie, when he's at best the fourth biggest star in that movie. He's the kid. He's yeah, the, kid. the kid. That's what they called him. The kid. That was his name written on the board when they had the gunfights. The that kid. Movie. And he was the first one to tag Gene Hackman with a bullet, so good good on him. His Me and my friend's Listen, of all the DiCaprio movies I've ever seen, that's the one that me and a couple of my friends quote the most. Is it possible? Is it possible to improve on perfection? <laughs> like, I don't know. That might be my favorite role for Leonardo DiCaprio. So, yeah.
0: Fantastic movie.
1: <laughs> and the only drawback is he dies. Whoops. Wow. Anyway.
2: Spoiler alert, man. Spoiler
1: yeah, from 1995.
2: <laughs> 43 years ago, how dare you? Right, I used to see that 19... movie on
0: like TNT getting ready for school,
1: uh, middle school. 1995. Everyone liked him in Titanic? That's great. This came out two years before Titanic. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my top three. Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, Quick and the Dead.
2: Well, before we got in here, I did say there was going to be one movie that was going to be on everybody's list. Mm-hmm. And... At- It's the only movie that can make me like give myself a Bostonite accent, all right, and that's *The Departed*, all right. (laughs) He's in New England. I can't even even call it *The Departed*, all right. It's it's *Departed*, all right. And they don't even well, they do say the doily departed in that, do they? Don't they? Yeah, that movie is like you said. It is in every honestly, every character in that movie is fantastic. Every single one of them. From the small henchman to the police detective or police boss. Um, man, he played Uncle Ben. I can't think of the actor's Martin, name right now. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. There we go. I want to say Martin, but for some reason I can not get the last name. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ending, the fantastic ending. So, what are you going to
1: say? I was going to say, Martin, think Charlie Sheen when you want to go Martin Sheen.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I, don't, I never put those two together. It's I should Father but I It's just weird. <laughs> Do you then have Emilio Emilio. I said, <laughs> Yeah, but if you, I, if you have never seen The Departed, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. It is my favorite Leo movie, it is my favorite Jack Nicholson movie, mm. it is my favorite uh, Matt Damon movie. It's just well rounded all the way through. Um, and then number two, uh, I honestly thought Sinestro was going to go with this being that he's a big box office guy. But uh, yeah, I have to go. With Titanic.
1: That was my number four.
2: <laughs> like I don't care if it makes me sound like a sissy. You go back and you watch that movie. Don't, don't even have you don't even have to have like your spouse present. Go back and watch it by yourself. Yes, it's like four hours long, but that movie is an absolute masterpiece.
1: Oh, dude, dude, dude! You're a sissy, but it's not because of that movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, It's not where we would think that. I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys you guys can you know. Always tell me the we truth. Tell love- I me mean, straight to my face. We, I appreciate that. We we love you, man. Mm-hmm. But now, now I gotta leave because I, I'm I'm scare roused. Um, <laughs> Futurama. <laughs> Too much Futurama. This might as well be the Futurama podcast. All right. We can do that. <laughs> Nemesis, all Just- over here, sitting all left out.
1: I'm oh, literally gonna make a future. Don't make me make a Futurama episode.
0: Guy has no idea. We were watching Futurama while you were still getting your diapers changed.
2: Wow, okay. That was was only like two weeks ago. That's true. (laughs) I (laughs) do it myself now.
1: Don't make me make a Futurama episode. I have
2: the power. I mean, that'd be one of the best episodes we ever had. I'm only going to keep bringing up his dog, so it doesn't matter. Anyways. Aww.
0: Ruffy likes futurama
2: <laughs> gonna mm-hmm. die the way he lived <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway it's titanic you guys there's, i mean it was on top of the box office for the longest time for a reason mm-hmm. you know i don't even have to tell you to go watch it everybody's seen it it's, it's great it's awesome um and then with my third one that's where it gets hard because honestly i was the more i was thinking about it there's probably like six movies i could put here I'm going to go a little bit older. And I'm going to go with... I want to go with Django. I'm not going to go with Django. I'm going to go with Gangs of New York. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Good. I'm going nice. to go with Gangs of New York. Because I'm, I'm a big history guy. I love, I love historical movies and stuff like that. And you're going to put young Leonardo DiCaprio on the same screen as Daniel Day-Lewis. And they both were fantastic. I don't want to talk about Cameron Diaz, though. She so can go away. No, but everybody else... It. Everybody else ended up so good. That movie was that was like my first that was my first time ever watching a Daniel Day Lewis movie. And afterwards I was like, dude, that guy has to be one of the greatest actors of all time. And then you know I Googled it and everybody was like, Yeah, he is Bullseye, you're stupid. He and certainly out. is yeah.
0: one of the greatest actors of all time.
2: <laughs> but you put him you put him across with Leonardo DiCaprio. I it kind of bugs me because I do have some friends that are really big into movies. That I work with and stuff. And they will not give Leonardo DiCaprio props. They will not. When I tell them he's one of the greatest, he is in the conversation he should be for the top 10. And they were like, nah, not even top 30. And I find that blasphemy. What? I find it blasphemy. That's
0: disgusting. You need better friends, to be honest with you.
2: Hey, I was watching a Watch Mojo Top 20 American actors. Number 20 was Leonardo DiCaprio. I turned that shit off.
1: Yeah. that's That's
2: insulting. What? Absolutely insulting. So if you were to put those two those two on screen at the same time, if you've never seen it again, it kind of sucks though. Because the only thing I have a problem with *Games of New York* is it's it's another really long movie, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know? Because the movie's really good all the way through. But some people can't sit down for so long, so they have to take it in two different settings or whatever. And I oh, get that.
1: Two hours and forty seven minutes.
2: Yeah, look, that's Endgame numbers right there, man. Yeah,
1: uh, okay. I know the attention span.
2: It is worth it. Oh man, I always think back to whenever he throws the axe on the back of that guy's. Uh, it looks so painful. He acted that so well. The butcher. <laughs> but yes, that is. Uh, those are my three right there, and uh, yeah, I think pretty much everybody's seen them. So, yeah.
1: Fun fun fact, real quick: uh, The Departed is actually a remake. For those people who hate remakes, it's a remake of the Japanese film Infernal Affairs.
2: Which one did
1: better? Obviously, The Departed.
2: I just wanted to hear you say it. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> you just had a I just said it.
1: I just said it. But yeah, this is, that's the point, though. Sometimes, remakes are better than the originals. Glad we clarified.
0: All right, so for my top three, two of them have already been said. So, we'll go Wolf of Wall Street was one. Uh, I mean... We already said it, but the Quaalude scene is one of the funniest scenes in cinematic history. Um, obviously, we got Margot Robbie, but Jonah Hill was amazing in that movie. John Bernthal was awesome in that movie. We got like ten minutes of Matthew McConaughey, but what a scene! Right?
1: Pump up those numbers! Yeah,
0: pump up those numbers.
2: It's the, funny that that scene happened, and then he won an Oscar, right in front of fucking Leo right for that. In Leo's That's face. so funny. That's so funny.
0: Um, and the I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I mean, there's so many great scenes in that movie. Uh, a, a great story. Um, so Wolf of Wall Street was one for me. I uh, I love that movie. It is my absolute favorite role of his. Uh, two is The Departed. How how can you not being from uh, being from Massachusetts, just all around one of the best uh, mob movies there's ever been made. I mean, people always bring up like Casino and Goodfellas, but I mean The Departed for me just a little step above them. Yeah, I said it. Wow. Yep, I said Word. it. Word. Um,
2: I, I I have no problem with it. I yeah. just think you're gonna get you're gonna get roasted. Hey,
0: they can try to bring that smoke. I'm going to show up in their elevator, though, and they don't want that. Nice touch. Yeah, see that? That's a Departed reference.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and number three, uh, Catch Me If You Can.
1: Saw that coming. The, yes. the
0: movie was so fun, uh, so great. The story was awesome as as you watched it as a kid, thinking that this actually happened. Reading more into it, it uh, turns out, Frank Abagnale Jr. is a fucking bigger fraud than anyone thought because he never did half of the shit in the books that he said. Or it's probably even closer to like 80% of the stuff. He didn't do at all. He just made up.
2: Man. Yeah. I, will, I will say one of my favorite all-time scenes of in any movie is, for, is that scene where he gives uh, Tom Hanks his wallet in the hotel room. And then he goes, he, he takes off, and the whole time he's just sitting there, and he thinks he has the dude's credentials in his hand. And it's just a wallet full of, like, ketchup wrappers and shit. Yes. That shit, that that shit was is great. so funny.
1: I like that with the Barry... His, his name was Barry Allen. That's the name he gave him. <laughs> Flash.
0: Uh, there was there was just so much fun about that movie. Just, it, just Even just thinking that someone could pull that off is fantastic. Um, Quite obviously, they couldn't. Uh, but... Really fun movie. Um Yeah, you know, and shout you know, we didn't say it, but uh shout out Inception, that would have been number four on my list. No nobody said mm-hmm. it. I was kinda I'm very surprised Inception didn't get on there for
2: anyone's top three.
1: I'm surprised none of you said Inception.
2: Yeah. But uh I I, I, I can guarantee you I can guarantee you if Black Manta was here, he would have. He's a massive Christopher oh, Nolan fan. Yes. Massive. No
1: question. No question there. That would have been his number one.
2: Actually, Absolutely. no. Departed,
1: departed yeah. probably still have been one, but I think his Inception would have been two for him.
0: No, it's a, it's a great movie. I mean, we had, I had to shout it out. Um, again, like I said, I'm surprised it didn't make anyone's list. Um, but we've talked about the good. What do you guys think he's really missed anywhere? I, you know, looking through his film, his his big list of movies, I it was hard to really find a miss i thought but uh bullseye what did you think did you find any misses anything you don't like that he's done
2: honestly and i might get roasted for this one dude i i own it i watched it once i didn't even like it it was i thought it was boring i will say he didn't do he didn't do a bad job but the movie as a whole was a miss to me and that is the revenant all right, the movie that he got his Oscar win with—I thought that movie was so damn mid. After the Bear Attack, everything else was just absolute boring as hell. Like that—that has to be my miss. Like <laughs> that, I, I don't even want to get too much into it, man. And the thing is, I had just—I had just watched it right after I f- fell in love with Tom Hardy, and I was like, "Ooh, this has Tom Hardy in it too!" And it still couldn't save it for me. Still couldn't save it for me. I thought that—I thought that—I thought that movie. I'm, I'll say, I thought that movie was ass.
0: Man, that bear attack scene still brings like a shudder. I, I remember seeing that in the on the big screen the first time. That that the way they shot that made you feel like you were getting attacked by a bear. It's so good. I love that scene. Have
1: they I can't I can't believe they got that bear so well trained.
2: Right. That was
0: fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like I said, if that if the I don't want to say this because that'd be weird, but if, like the whole movie was bear attack scene. You know what I mean? It'd be a fantastic movie because you're right. That was that was a really good scene, but everything else—it
0: was very I boring. Thought that, after
2: I thought it was boring. It was like the thing is though. Like there's movies out there where it's just one guy on screen for a lot of times. Castaway. I love Castaway. Castaway is so good. But the Martian with Matt Damon. Martian, so good. You feel so bad for that guy. You know what I mean? But The Revenant. I'm just like dude. I just don't care. I don't care. He doesn't have a Wilson. He needs a Wilson.
1: That was my last pick in the sidekick draft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Esther, what about you? What do you think Leo's
1: missed? Uh, I'm not far off from Bullseye. The Revenant didn't blow me away. I was thrilled to see DiCaprio finally get his, uh, his Academy Award. He's definitely Oscar caliber, so it's good he finally has one on his shelf. But, honestly, I really did like that movie when I saw like the making and stuff like that, the entire movie was made with natural lighting. There was no artificial lighting throughout that entire movie, which made filming dramatically more difficult because they could only do it for so many hours on a day. And if the lighting was wrong, they'd have to wait till the next day. So I thought the lighting done and the sound design in that movie was just phenomenal. His acting was still good enough because fuck, it's DiCaprio. So I didn't have the problem I did, but it's definitely on my lower end of DiCaprio portrayals. My miss for him though uh, I don't know if this is going to get me some heat or if a bunch of people are going to be like yeah you know what he's kind of right. The Great Gatsby I, I I saw that movie I was hoping for better like it had a couple of nice moments but it just felt not to quote bullseye too much the movie just felt so fucking mid like it really did like nothing in that movie stands out I didn't want to see it again. I didn't walk out hating it, but I had no positive feelings whatsoever. Like I don't know. I feel that it, it was like I went to the dentist and they told me I had no cavities. I'm like, "All right, I didn't have fun, but at least I don't have any cavities." <laughs> like that that's how I felt walking out of The Great Gatsby. Nothing about it stood out for me in a good way, but it didn't like ruin my day. Like I couldn't walk around saying how shitty this movie is like some other movies I could talk about, but nothing good about it. If I had to give him a miss on anything, which I couldn't even definitively say it's his fault. It could have been the writers, director. could have just been me and my stuck-up ass. But I got to go with The Great Gatsby.
0: All right, all right. Mine is, again, very similar reasons to you guys. I was just kind of... Bored by them, I guess. Um, But The Aviator and J. Edgar, both for me, just, they kind of bored me. You know, there was nothing memorable about them, nothing that really stood out to me. They kind of puttered along. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I, I can't, I don't, there's nothing of his that I'm really like, ugh, that that sucked. Like, I I, I don't want to watch it. Nothing that I've seen, anyways. But the one, those two for me, like, you know the revenants up there. It's uh, it's on the cusp of that boring side, but that I love that bear scene so much. I put it just above <laughs> the other ones. Um. But you know, overall, it, it's really just you know those two, and uh, yeah, I, that's really it. You know, um, there's so many other ones that I that I enjoyed. You know, with his work, it, it's just it's hard to find. Uh, it was really hard to find a miss for him. You know, for me. It
2: really. It really is, cause like even the most of the time, whenever he misses, it's not necessarily his fault,
0: right? And like I, I don't want to say you know it's you know it's a bad movie, cause it's, you know I, I don't think people thought The Aviator was a bad movie, but you know it just wasn't my cup of tea, I guess. But we've gone through some of our favorites of his, some ones we thought didn't work out well. But looking ahead to something we would cast Leo in, and I don't know where you guys went with this, but I went with a comic book character. And it, oh, wow. same. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine, mine was a little bit of an out there one. But after watching Django, I thought he could play this character well with, with the hate he would feel for Reed Richards. But I would like to see Leo take on Doctor Doom. Interesting. I I think you know.
1: You have my attention.
0: I think he would just be uh, just thinking about him in uh, in Django, but more a little more menacing. You know, get him a little buffer, put him in that iron suit, uh, and just have his hate focused on Reed versus an entire race of people as a, a hateful white man. Um, I think just channeling that towards Reed. Oh, he could do some. Uh, he could do some really good things, I think. Leo is Doom would be my, uh, my number one pick for him.
2: That's interesting. Uh,
1: he's got the acting chops, but I don't know. I have, I have trouble picturing him bringing in... Like, when Doom walks into a room, like the air pressure in the room changes. That's like the kind of like presence he brings into it. And I feel like DiCaprio would have a little trouble with that aspect. Like him walking into a room and it's just the room shifts.
0: Well well here's the best yes. thing about that though. Because it's Doom walking into the room. You don't see his face. It'd be like uh anyone in the Darth Vader suit walking into the room. You see Darth Vader because it's not his face. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but you hear his voice and James Earl you're comparing DiCaprio's voice to James Earl's. Oh, well true,
0: true, true. I mean
1: Put <laughs> the back of the well, train up here. Wait, I mean what you go with, uh, Your voice go with isn't dread. Good enough for Doom? What was that? I didn't catch that. Sorry.
2: You so you can go with dread instead of like Vader, because I mean you didn't get really get to see Dread's face either. True.
1: No, it's an interesting. No, it's an interesting casting. I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: It's kind of you know again like I said like looking at Django and just I could see him hating Reed with some of that hate he had in that movie, and I was like oof that would be that would be a doom that like is. You can you can feel that hate that's real seething. I like that in my villain, you know. Mm. And Sinestro, what what do you think uh, you'd put Leo in?
1: Honestly, I wanted to. I, it took me a while because I did the best I could to try and find a casting I'd want to do that wasn't a comic book movie. And for the life of me, I just kept circling back to the same kind of comic book stuff. I was like, "Fuck it, just lean into it." I didn't want to go MCU. Because I don't feel like his demeanor as an actor fits as well. He's more of a serious actor. And even when he gets a little wacky, he's still got a more serious side to it. So I figured, what would be a good role? A one-and-done role where he's... It would would have to be a villain. So his one-and-done would have to be a villain. So I was like, alright. Serious movie. Villain character. I was like, alright. Give me one of the... Like a sequel. Maybe the second or third the Batman movie directed by Matt Reeves, who already did the Batman and did a great job. And I'd want DiCaprio... I was torn between two villains, so I'll, go, I'll just mention both. I would like to see DiCaprio either play Basil Carlo, also known as Clayface, or Jervis Tetch as the Mad Hatter. Ooh, I think. I see him as Mad Hatter. <laughs> both of those are great, especially if you play it a little bit more dark. Like, Basil Carlo... He's, a, he's an esteemed actor, but he gets scarred. So he starts using like the cream and stuff that's like toxic to try and fix his face. And it slowly drives him mad. I think that could be something that would be really interesting for DiCaprio to sink his teeth into. Or you go with Jervis Tetch, who was already fucking out of his mind. Which I think would be great to see DiCaprio literally play a role of an actual psychotic person. Like I'm trying to think of all the movies I've seen him in. And I've seen him like on edge. I've seen him be a villain, but I don't really remember seeing him like literally like an evil psychopath. Like the closest I ever saw him to being like that evil was either Django, or in a slightly lesser sense, Killers of the Flower Moon, which like just came out like I don't know, four months ago or something. But yeah, seeing him play uh, slowly going insane, Basil Carlo. Or just an out of the box nut job like Jervis Tetch, I think would be really interesting to see, especially when he's up against Batman.
0: Yeah, I like those picks. I like. I can see. I can see him running around in that top hat. I really can see him as, uh, as Mad Hatter. There's a, ma- it's a specific picture I'm looking at right now from a different movie of his, and I, if I see, I see him with the top hat on. I'm like, damn, that that is Mad Hatter right there.
1: You'd make that hat look good.
0: Bosa, how about you? Where are you putting Leo? Um,
2: I don't know. We kind of talked on it a lot because both of you guys brought up Django. Um, It's funny because we all three are going to bring up Django but Django wasn't in our top three. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but I want to see and I don't want to... I'm okay with Scorsese doing it again because I love his movies. I want to see another gangster movie but this time I want to see a gangster movie where Leo is the godfather. I want to see him, the boss. I want to see, give me a fellas, but this time with Leo. And make him be the one in charge. And we kind of got that with Django. But I want to put it, I want to set like, almost like in the same tense as like Lawless. So maybe like Al Capone days. Or, or something like that, you know?
0: I was just thinking, as hey. Capone.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I he think would do a really good job. And I, the thing is, I want to see it. Because like <laughs> you said with the Mad Hatter, he... he we have seen him on the cusp but we've never really seen him be 100% psychotic. I want him to go full-blown psychotic gangster. Just mowing down, you know, people that don't agree with him and stuff. But I don't want to see him as the right-hand man anymore. I don't want to see him as, you know, just the guy in the back. No, I want him to be the one running the show. And I want to see him running the show like across from maybe Denzel Washington. Or maybe, maybe even throw maybe like Gerard Butler in there as like an enforcer or something. Like, I don't know. I, I was talking to my brother about this earlier, and he's like, dude, that movie sounds like it's all over the place. And it is. That's why it's not real. But I'd still like to see it. I think, I think it'd be <laughs> awesome to, just to see. I don't know. It's hard, I guess it's hard for me to put into words. I just want to see him be the one that's actually in charge. I want him to see him pulling all the strings. And honestly... Give me some uh, catch me if you can. Let him get away with it in the end. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a real story. You know, let him get away. Like, yeah, fuck
0: a it. Good movie where the villain
1: wins. No, yeah, not... Few and far between. And I like it when the villain
2: wins. Yeah, but yeah, that's basically what I got. Like, it's nothing. I I, I did try to like think of somebody to put him in in, in the comics, but even I, if I remember, right, I think he even said he doesn't really want to. So, like, I don't know. I just can't see him in that scene, you know?
1: That's why I went for, like, the one and done. Because I know he wouldn't want to sign up for, like... He's not signing up for any six-movie deal. That's not happening with him. Absolutely not. So I figured the only way I'd get him into my movie... One and done that tests his, uh, his acting range.
2: True. I like, I like Matt Heather better than uh, Playface, though. But that's just me, personally. I think it'd do. That's I do. Right. I think it do a fantastic Mad Hatter.
1: I shared a picture of I found of him in a top hat in our chat. You can check it later.
0: We'll have to put that on the broadcast page. of the brawlers take a look as well. <laughs> uh, guys, listen. Before we get out of here, like I I had said it before, but he has a bunch of fantastic movies, just all over the place, and there's so many we didn't mention. But you guys got anyone to shout out? Because uh, I'm sitting here and. Man, we watched this a bunch of times throughout school, but his Romeo and Juliet. That was always one of my little guilty pleasures of mine. Not uh, not in the top five, but I'd probably throw it in my top ten of Leo movies. I
2: don't think I've seen that one, to be honest. Huh? I don't think I've seen that one, to be honest. You haven't seen that? Oh, my oh, God. That's, just,
1: that's a shame. That was pretty good. I mean, Mercutio might have been my favorite character in that oh, movie. Oh,
2: God, Mercutio is awesome in that
1: Hello, uh, what was the name of that actor who played Tybalt?
0: Um you know what, let me look.
1: It's like you know who I'm talking about though. He was uh He was in the what's called John Wick movie, the first one where he was his name was like Aurelius or something. Like uh, he John the car. Leguizamo, yep. There we go. John Leguizamo. there you go. Yeah, Tybalt, he was playing. he played Tybalt in uh, this movie. It was great. And the really badass uh, guy who was in the wheel... The, the cool guy in the wheelchair from that uh, prison TV show. He was uh, Mercutio. Uh, really good. I can't, it's a shame uh, you missed I'm it I'm not going
0: to be able to say his last name. But yeah, Claire Danes was Juliet. Uh, Brian Dennehy. Paul Rudd in the movie as well.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Paul Rudd was in that movie.
0: And little Jesse Bradford? Well, Paul he Rudd's been, been around forever. forever. Damn.
1: Well, yeah, he's immortal. We covered that in the last episode.
0: Yeah. The Immortal Paul Rudd is everywhere. But yeah, fantastic movie. You got you guys got anyone you, you want to shout out that we didn't get to?
2: Um
1: I would love I'd love to shout out one, but the problem is we literally named all of my top five. <laughs> Titanic was mentioned by Bullseye, and Catch Me If We Can it was mentioned by you. So <laughs> it, there's my five.
2: <laughs> what about uh what, what what am i in that i like and it's not necessarily good actually he's kind of a dick in this but uh the beach yeah the beach is't it's not a good great movie i like it i like the i like the premise of it you know what i mean do you though, was, do you like the premise i mean i to an extent he got those guys killed dude like the, like i said he's a dick he's a dick in that movie you know then uh, then obviously we brought up shutter island with the, with the intro so
0: yeah, hey, what about uh, The Man in the Iron Mask?
2: Oh, yeah, like I, would,
0: I would
1: bring that up. The Man in the Iron Mask is actually, it's actually my second favorite uh, Three Musketeers movie. Great movie, good yes. times. My favorite would be the 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 Disney, the Disney version of Charlie yes. Sheen. <laughs> that, that's my oh. favorite.
2: Oh, man, I could uh, have we... brought up uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I mean, even though it's not, I mean, everybody knows the story and stuff. Dude, he was young as hell in that, and he did so good.
0: He was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that was 93, two years before The Quick and the
2: Dead.
0: The same year as The Quick and the Dead, old. Basketball Diaries.
2: Another, I was about to bring that one up too. That one's, yeah. that was devastating. Yeah, it was.
1: We didn't bring up Blood Diamond either, that was a good one. Mm. I
2: don't think I saw that one, I know of it though, I never got a chance to see it.
0: And hey, you know what, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
2: Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> Duh, that was no fantastic. It. Yep.
1: Nothing we also one. never said don't. We also didn't say don't look up.
2: Yeah, I didn't love that movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too, man. Like, uh, so mid.
1: And, and I know it just came out recently, but I know I didn't even say "Killers of the Flower Moon" before.
2: You brought it up. I haven't
1: seen. Yeah, it. Yeah, but only only when I was talking about like despicable characters he played.
0: I, I, I want to see move. it. I just haven't.
1: It's a long movie. You better be ready. It's like three and a half hours.
2: That's not that bad. The Irishman was a actually around the same.
1: I don't want to hear anyone say three and a half hours is not that bad. That's a long movie. I'm saying that's a long movie.
2: That's crazy because you see every movie ever. Well, some of us
0: are, uh, you know, more into movies than others. If it's too long for you, I don't know.
1: I'm sorry. Did any <laughs> of you see that movie? No. Did I? Did either of you see that movie? Nope. No, didn't think so. I just, I saw that shit in theaters. Not oh, fuck because yourselves. it was too long. <laughs> Despite it being so long.
0: Uh, Alright, Brawlers. Hey, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you all again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed tonight's look at Leo's filmography. Brawlers, let us know what your favorite DiCaprio movies are over on the Brawlcast page and on Comic Book Brawl underneath the podcast post brawlers as always you can find us on apple podcast google podcast amazon music spotify audible and you can find comic book brawl on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube you can find the comic book Brawlcast now on facebook you can also find admin bullseye at magnus strife gaming on youtube or at twitch.tv backslash magnus strife that one's got two eyes in it don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the latest updates we are out of here for tonight Good night.